ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girl. I have such a juicy, super important episode for you today. We're going to talk about a topic that we were told that good girls and that people in general just don't talk about. And yet it's something that we all need to live. And it's so important. Money, 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 money. We are going to answer the question today that I get all the time from women. Can I really make money living my purpose? Except that question isn't really a question. It's more like a fear and a doubt, right? It's like, oh my God, can I really leave corporate? I'll never be able to make money again. Or will somebody really pay me? Or, oh my God, I will end up in a cardboard box. Is there any money? Are there too many coaches or too many bakers or too many whatever's out there? And I won't be able to, right? It's like this fear that if you live your purpose, if you want to do good in the world, You can't also do well financially. See how that lands with you. This old story that if we want to do good in the world, we can't also do well financially. Or maybe there's some ickiness coming up for you, right? Like, oh, well, money's gross or oh, it's obnoxious or whatever it might be. We're going to cover all of that. I'm going to share my own money stories I'm going to share how much Purpose Girl has made this month. And I'm going to do it all in a way that I'm telling you, just as I say that, my stomach is like turning. I'm like scared and nervous. But I had a big aha and a big realization recently about money. And that is this. There is not an issue with money. Money's not the problem. The problem is our wealth distribution. The problem is that the money is in the hands of a few people rather than in the hands of all people. And what would happen if more women who were living their purpose had money? Oh, I have such a good juicy episode. I'm so, so, so excited. But first, let me get into our review of the week. This is a review that actually came as an email to me and you all can send me emails. Please send me emails. I love getting love mail. I love it. I love it. I love it. So please do that. This came from Elle in Pennsylvania. She says, I just started listening to your podcast and fell in love with this episode. It's the one called, What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up? It spoke to me like you got where I'm at right now. Oh, I'm so glad that it spoke to you. I'm so glad that you are listening. I have so many juicy tidbits for you on every episode. And for all of you, it matters to me. I love hearing from you. I love knowing that this is making a difference. So please send me all the emails, send me all the love notes that you can. It keeps me going because otherwise I'm speaking into a microphone in my basement. So please send me emails. Let me know what hits you and impacts you. And of course, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen hit five stars, 
leave one sentence review literally takes you 10 seconds and it helps women all over the world find us. Also, make sure you hit subscribe because the more you subscribe, the better guests I'm able to get. So that's how we keep this awesome thing running. So it means so much to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I want to go back to when I was in corporate. My last job, I was a vice president of marketing for an economic development organization, and I was making $120,000 a year. And I loved it. I thought I was doing really well. It felt good. I had money in savings. I had enough money to travel. I could do what I wanted. I owned my own condominium. Life was good. And so the idea to me of leaving that, right, because I also had health benefits. I had health insurance here in the United States. You get health insurance through your employer often. So there, it's like more than just the $120,000. Adding in all of that, I was terrified to leave all of that and go to nothing, right? Like what? I want to empower women. And first of all, who? Like who are these women who are going to let me empower them? Where are they? Who are they? How do I even find them? So they're definitely not going to pay me if they don't know who I am. And like, what kind of job is that? And can I make any money doing that? Can I make what I'm making now? And that fear kept me stuck for years. It was a fear that my dream wouldn't pay $120,000. And really then it's saying that my dream, empowering women, wasn't worthy of $120,000. But when I checked in with myself like that, I'm like, wait, no, that's priceless. Right? Like we can't even put a price tag on rising up out of trauma and pain, turning it into your greatest purpose. We can't put a price tag on getting clear on your biggest dreams and desires and what you're meant to do in the world. We can't put a price tag on going for it fully. Like that's priceless. That's worth millions, right? But I was so afraid. I was clinging. Like right now my hands are clinging the table that the microphone sits on. I was clinging to that $120,000 with the fear or the belief that if I left, I would never be able to make it again. But then if you've listened to this podcast at all and you go back to episode one, you know that in 2008, I was robbed at gunpoint. I mean, I had a gun pointed at my head. And that was when I realized I'm going to die without ever knowing, could I have made money on that, right? It wasn't my thought at the moment. It was, I'm going to die without ever pursuing that dream. Like, okay, I guess it's been a good life. Thank you, God. And, and then a voice, a goddess spoke to me and said, oh no, you're here for purpose. Women are waiting for you. And that moment of almost losing my life made me realize that the fear I had been sitting in was worthless. Because what was the worst that was going to happen? Then I would fail at women's empowerment and then need to go back and get another corporate job? Or that I would not be able to pay my bills and then I would need to go supplement by working at a coffee shop? Like, there is so much that's possible in the world around money, but we cling because we have these old stories, right? Like if you grew up like I did, my parents had the same jobs for 30 or 40 years. Before them, my grandfather had a job. My, my grandmother later in life started working as an assistant at the school for a few hours, but women didn't have quote unquote careers, right? So it's very much in our DNA that one, women can't make good money. And we know that that's played out in reality because women still make 20 cents less on the dollar than men, women of color even less. So we see it in real life. 
it's then in our DNA, it's in our bones because we are the product of the generations before us. And so somewhere in our psyche, it gets stuck that women can't make as much money. It also gets stuck that in order to be okay in the world, we have to follow the same path that was set before us. That the way to have an income and a home and the things that you might want are to get the job right out of school, keep going for the 3% raise in corporate. Like that's what we've been shown. So that's what we believe. When we've never really seen people make money as a podcaster, I mean, now we have, but back then, or we've never seen people, I had never seen people make money as women's empowerment. I saw Oprah, but I'm like, I'm not Oprah. Like maybe one day I would love to be, but come on, right? That, these are the thoughts I used to say to myself. So I was either thinking I'm going to make zero or maybe I could be Oprah, who's a billionaire. And not even giving myself credit that there was something in between. So that's why I stayed stuck. And that's what I see so many women stay stuck around the money story. So we're going to blow that up right now. And I will tell you, my coach posts how much money she makes. She is a millionaire from coaching. And there are a lot of millionaire coaches out there who I do not feel are in integrity and who are out there trying to sell people things. That is not my coach. Since you know me, you know that I would only trust a woman of very high integrity. My friends, I have several friends who post how much money they make. I never have. And I never have because there is a story in my mind that it's gross to talk about money. That that's just not, we don't talk about money. We don't talk about politics. But I'll tell you, over the last few years, I did start talking about politics a lot. Because there were too many things happening that just struck a chord with me and too many rights were being taken away that I started speaking up. And now the same is true with money. So I've never talked about money. So why does my coach and my colleagues talk about money? Because they want you to see what's possible for you, right? Like if I go back to when I was in corporate, maybe if I had seen examples of women who were making $120,000 empowering women. Maybe I would have gotten it in my mind sooner. Oh, okay, wait, this is possible. Because Oprah was like, wait, so far out there, it seemed impossible. Maybe if I had seen coaches like my friends making $120,000, I would have been like, okay, wait, this is possible. This is a real thing. And in fact, this just happened yesterday. So a couple of weeks ago, we ran into a friend that we haven't seen in a while. She was in a class with Josh and she and I had connected years ago, lost touch, instantly reconnected. And it was like a soul sister. And we set a coffee date for yesterday. And we sat down. She said, okay, I'm shifting from being a therapist into being a coach. How did you get here? Like, how did you do it? She said, I was praying in meditation that day that I bumped into you. I'd just been meditating and saying, show me evidence. Show me someone who is doing well at this. And shows me that it's possible as that example. And then boom, she bumped into us. And she was like exactly the answer she'd been looking for. And so we sat down yesterday and she said, how did you do it? How did you become Purpose Girl? Like, how did you grow your business? And it was such a reminder to me that I have to talk about money. Because I want you to see an example of a woman who is following her purpose doing lots of good in the world, 
giving away a lot of free stuff, right? Like this podcast is free. The Women's Day event for 2,500 women was free. I did Women's Global Happiness Day a couple of years in a row for 1,000 women, totally free. My Facebook group, totally free. So I'm still giving a lot and doing financially extremely well. And I'm doing it all on my terms. So I am breaking past this discomfort around speaking about money. The old stories that it's gross, that it's skeevy, that it's arrogant, that it's bragging, like God forbid a woman brag about doing well at something that she built herself, that's something she created, that's something she worked so hard at and does so much good in the world with. God forbid, or God is forbid, a woman talk about that. So I'm moving past all of that so that I can be that example to the woman yesterday and to you that whatever your dream is and wherever you are right now, you can earn great money for it and that you deserve it. So it's making me a little nervous. I'm procrastinating saying it. You can hear I'm blabbering on a little bit because I'm a little nervous to share, but I'm going to for that reason. I am so proud to tell you that in June, just June alone, sister, I had $204,000 of sales. And that does not include anything that still comes in today. Like I had a woman confirm to me today that she'll be joining Goddess on Fire, which is my mastermind for women who want to start and grow purpose businesses. So it's not even including her. It's not including anything else that may come in today. $204,000 this month. I'm so proud. I'm really proud. I'm scared shitless that you are going to label me as arrogant, that you are going to think I'm all about the money. But you know what's bigger than that fear? What's bigger than that fear is my purpose for empowering and inspiring you to go live yours. If me sharing what I make gives you the knowing that it is possible for you, that I'm going to make myself uncomfortable And I'm going to get over that fear and I'm going to do it. And so that's the truth. This month, I made $204,000 of sales. All doing what I love with women I adore. On my terms, finishing work every day at three o'clock so I can be with Shay. All doing things that are fun, like taking women to Miami, taking women to Paris, inspiring my client this morning is a sensuality coach and supporting her to help women no longer feel numb, but feel gorgeous and beautiful in their bodies and sensual. Like, hello, I get to do that? Or my client tomorrow who helps women who have been betrayed by their partners to feel sexy again and feel confident again? Like, I get to do that? The ripple effect is huge. And I'm so grateful. So I'm proud to tell you that with that, I'm ending June with 50% more revenues than all of last year. So just in the first six months, 50% more revenues than all of last year. And you know what, sister? I'm proud. I'm really proud of it. Because I was where you are or where other women are staying stuck in that corporate job, afraid, starting off with nothing. No one knew me. No one knew me as a coach. No one knew I was purpose girl. 
I created this from scratch. There was no purpose girl. So I'm proud. I did the hard things. I made the brave decisions to leave that corporate job, go back and get my master's degree in positive psychology. And by the way, you don't need a master's degree to do what I do or what I'm doing. But I made that brave decision to leave corporate, to start this. I made the brave decision to start telling people that I was a coach and sharing how I could help them. I went through so many failures. I know I'll still go through failures. And now I don't even see them as failures. They're learning. And so, yes, I make great money and I'm proud of it. I had a realization recently that money isn't the problem. It's not that money is gross inherently, right? Money pays for a beautiful human to take care of Shay. Money pays for my stepson to get his education in college. Money pays for our home. Money pays for our synagogue to be able to be open and for our rabbi to have an income. Money pays for food for all of the families and children who need it. Money pays for our schools to be open and for all of our kids to be educated. Money pays for good, healthy food for everyone. Money itself is not gross. What is gross is the massive inequality of distribution of that money. Because by the way, there is enough money in the world to feed every human alive. There's enough money in the world to feed every human alive. So then why do we have so many hungry children, elderly people, families everywhere? Because there's a massive inequality of distribution. The majority of money is sitting in the hands of a very few people. And it's not that the very few people, that they're evil, there's anything wrong with them. It's not that at all. It's that what if we redistributed the wealth? What if we took all that money and more women, more people of color, more women of color had money? What would happen then? Well, here's my hypothesis. My hypothesis is that when women have more money, no one will be hungry. When more women have more money, there will be more equality and justice for people of color, for our LGBTQ plus friends, for communities. There will be more health care for people. Like that is my fundamental belief. And I realized I've always said my purpose is to inspire and empower women. And I had a deeper knowing as I've been doing a lot of work around money, a lot of work on what is this money story and why am I so afraid to talk about money? I realized that what my deeper purpose is, is I want women running this world. I want us running this world. Like, can you imagine if the world were being run by purpose girls, by goddesses on purpose who give a shit and want to make a difference? Oh my goddess, like everything would change. And so I feel like I've been given this grand purpose and every dollar I am paid is one more person who's being impacted to go pursue their dreams, who's being helped to heal from betrayal, or my client who's doing workshops for women in underserved areas to be able to rise up. Like every dollar I'm paid gets to help another woman, another child. And that's massive. Or my client who's working in social justice. Oh my goddess. So every dollar I make goes to support social justice efforts. Like this is huge. This is why I love purpose so much. And what I want to see is people be paid more to live their purpose than be paid just to make more rich people rich. 
right out of graduate school, I taught undergrad at Penn and I taught a class on purpose, right? I had this dream and I still have this dream that if more students while in college and even in high school did more work around their purpose and what would fulfill them, then we would have happier adults, right? That's my hypothesis because they wouldn't end up being 30, 40, 50 and in my office or going, what's my purpose? I hate my job. I hate my life. What am I doing? Right? Like if we started younger, that's like a huge dream of mine. Any context, you know, or you want me to get in front of a group that, you know, at college or anywhere, send my team a note, team at purposegirl.com. So I taught this undergrad class and at least half of the students in that class switched their major by the end, which I was so proud. Some of them, their parents not so happy because (laughs) they had gone pretty far until they were a junior and they took this class. But so many of them, sister, said that they were just going for careers that their parents wanted them to do or careers that they heard could make a lot of money. I remember one young man so well. He was so passionate about language and art. Ran so deep. It was beautiful. And he was going to go work in hedge funds when he graduated. Not that there's anything wrong with hedge funds. And for some people, that's truly their purpose. But he said, well, that's where I can make money. He's like, what am I going to do with language, with art? And that's why I want women to run the world. Because maybe when women run the world, you know what's going to happen with language and arts? We're going to pay those people really well. We'll pay painters well. We'll pay artists really well. We'll pay teachers really well. We'll pay social workers really well. Do you see that imbalance? So that's why we need to start talking about money. And frankly, we need to start making more money as women. And this whole like, oh, I shouldn't talk about money thing that has honestly been going on inside of my head and inside my body. Do I think men aren't talking about money? I mean, not all men, but of course, a lot of men talk to each other about money, right? They're on the golf course, they're in the library, wherever they are, wherever men hang out. Maybe they're at the nail salon, whatever. They're hanging out and they're talking about their money. They're talking about their investments. They're talking about their startup businesses. And then what are they doing? They're supporting each other. They're going, oh, hey, I know someone you should talk to, or I know someone who could be an investor for you, or I want to invest in that. So they're making more money just by talking about money. And then what do us women do? And again, this is a generalization, so it's not all men and all women or all people, right? It's just this tends to be how it works out. What do we do as women? No, I shouldn't talk about money. It's not polite. It's not ladylike. Oh, it's gross. Oh, I just want to make a difference. I don't care about money. And like, listen, I'm just telling you thoughts that I've had. And it's true. I do want to just make a difference. It is 100% true. And I need money, right? For my mortgage, for my stepson to go to college, to put money away for Shay's college. And for fun. I like going on vacation. I like having nice things. I like that I treated myself to an expensive handbag after I threw the Women's Day event. And that wasn't even an event about making money. I threw a free event for 2,500 women. I put 25 speakers on stage for free. I did the whole thing myself. I paid for staff to do it. And I treated myself to a really nice purse afterwards. And you know what? I love it. So I, I do. I like having money. But I've always been afraid to tell you guys that I like having money. But what if I weren't? What if I just let you in on a big secret here? which is that I actually love money. I actually want more of it. Let me tell you, I've never wanted to say that out loud 
Because when I go into what's called your money story, which is like, what are the things that you've always thought about money? I grew up in a super wealthy area. I'm talking so wealthy that it was a spread in the yearbook, the top 10 cars in your parking lot. Okay, that was an actual spread in the yearbook. And I'm blessed. I got a hand-me-down car when I turned 16. But the school I went to, the top 10 cars in the parking lot were Mercedes, were BMWs. I mean, it was a totally different game where I went to high school. And I always thought those people were snobs. And were they really snobs? Many of them were really nice. One of my closest friends, her father had tons of money. But in my head, if I could call them a snob, it was a defense mechanism, right? I discovered recently in doing an exercise that my coach gave me, she said, give me 10 reasons you want to be a millionaire and 10 reasons you don't. Well, 10 reasons I want to be a millionaire are easy, right? I want a beach house. I want college payments to be easy. I want a second apartment somewhere in New York or Paris. So those things were really easy. Why do I want to be a millionaire? I'll be really proud of myself. Trying to remember the whole list. The 10 reasons I didn't want to be a millionaire. At first I thought, well, there aren't any. And then I had to really get into what I think of millionaires. And so I gave myself an assignment to fill in this sentence. Millionaires are. And I wrote, arrogant snobs. And then I asked myself, so what do I like? Why do I get off? Why does it turn me on to think that they're arrogant snobs? Because if I think that, then I must, like, what's the deeper truth underneath that? And I realized, I thought of someone I know who has a lot of money, who sometimes is not the nicest person. And I realized I like thinking of myself as better than that person. Ooh, I like being sanctimonious sometimes. So with this particular person, I like thinking, oh, they just care about money. I don't. I'm such a good person. Oh my gosh. I'm like a sanctimonious bitch. Okay. <laughs> I discovered this in, in a course I was taking. And then I kind of was like, yeah, I feel good feeling better than other people. Okay. Now I'm letting you into like the dirtiest secrets that I have right now, right? Like, cause that's embarrassing to share with you. But as soon as I said that out loud to myself, the charge went away. And I'm like, no, that's not who I want to be. I want to see all the good in people. I want to see a lot of people have money. I want to have money and do good with it. I want everyone to have money and do good with it. And just owning that story allowed it to shift. Plus doing a lot of mindset work on what's my new story about money, right? I have an old story about money. My grandparents were Holocaust survivors who would save the sweet and low packets from the restaurant. And I say that with so much love, of course they did, right? Given what they had been through in life, of course they did. And I brag on them that they came to the United States with nothing, not even each other. My grandfather having lost his parents to a concentration camp and they built a beautiful life. And they passed away with actually a lot of income that went to my mom and my uncle. So good on them. They're amazing. And they know how to save and it's beautiful. And I learned from them. But I learned then that money is scarce. You have to save it. Don't spend it. So I have these deeply ingrained money beliefs. And we all do. You do too. And then I realized at some point, this is hurting me. Because I want more money because I want to give my team a raise. I want more money because I want to contribute more to organizations that matter to me. I want to be on the board of a girls organization that is all about girls and leadership. If you know of one, put me on your board, please. I want to be on that board. I want to contribute. I want 
to make more of a difference with my money. And I want you to also. And can you imagine if girlfriends were sitting around talking about money and how much money they made and then start talking about their ideas and saying, oh my gosh, wait, I want to invest in that. Or hey, I know someone you should talk to. Just like I was saying men do. Again, not all men, not all women, but like we know that these are typical gender behaviors. And we also see it played out, right? Like what if we, when we were on the golf course or we were playing poker or we were at the nail salon, we were talking about money, helping each other make more money, giving each other ideas, paying each other for amazing services. Oh my goddess, like that would be a whole new world. It would be a game changer. This would be amazing. And then if more money got into the hands of more women. So money is critically important. And I want you to know that you can make money living your purpose. Does it happen right away? No, not usually. Does it take work, hard work? Yeah. Does it have to be miserable? No. You get to make a difference and make money at the same time. And use me as an example. Right, I mentioned all the stuff that I do for free. I get to make a massive impact. A lot of you will never pay me a dollar. I get emails from women all the time that just listening to the podcast, you've changed careers, you've gone back to school, you've figured out what you want to do with your life, you found love, you left unhealthy love all the time, and you'll never pay me a dollar, and that's fine. It's my pleasure that I can do this. But if I didn't also have an income, I wouldn't be able to do this, right? And so for those of you who want me in your ear, in your life, you want my personal guidance, because you really want to go far, Can you do it on your own? Yes. Could you do it faster and farther with me in your corner? A hundred percent. For those of you, that's what I'm here for. And that's why I have Goddess on Purpose, which is my starter course all about how to discover your purpose. What is it? Or if you know it, how to expand it and really like be big in the world. And then I've got my mastermind and the mastermind Goddess on Fire is for only a few women who specifically want to take a dream and go big, right? And that may be in a business, it may be making a lot of money, or for my one client, she is doing women's empowerment workshops for underserved women so that they can actually get out there in the workforce and feel good about themselves. She doesn't want to make a a dollar on her purpose. She has money from other places. So that's what Goddess on Fire is all about. If that's you and you know what your purpose is and you've been doing it, but you haven't been making any money at it or you haven't been going as big and turning it into something where people love you, they're following you, they're connecting to you, you're getting partners, you're getting clients. If that's more of who you want to be, Goddess on Fire is for you. And I haven't even promoted it and I already sold it out. (laughs) And so I'm super thrilled that I have now opened up a second pod, a second group that I'll be running. And that is already selling out and it only has a few spots left. But if that's the kind of support you want, then that's what you want to do with me, right? That is for people you know what your purpose is, even if it's like you still need a little bit of clarity, but you pretty much directionally know what you want to do. You just need my personal support in getting you over hurdles, over blocks, lovingly pushing you to be visible in the world, to be bigger and bolder than you ever have, to go for the sale or go for the opportunity. That's what Goddess on Fire is all about. And it's so good. It's so juicy. It's six months with me and a small group of women where we go so deep and get you so big in this world. And so make sure you contact team at purposegirl.com if you want to get in on that ASAP, right? Or you can get on the wait list for it for the next time I do it. Because making money on your purpose is possible. Now, how do we do that? 
the strategy for you is going to be different than the strategy for me. The way I made this $200,000 this month was one, purpose. I'm so committed to inspiring and empowering women that that is my drive always, right? So I always have programs that support women in that. I do one-on-one coaching, which is sold out at this point. Again, you can get on a waiting list if you want for it. Groups, Goddess on Fire Mastermind. Always, always, how can I help women live their purpose? How can I help women go for their dreams? So purpose is the main driver. Two, play, pleasure, fun. What is fun for me to sell? What's fun for me to do? It's fun to lead women on life-changing, transformative retreats, especially after COVID. And so a lot of this earning came from women who have signed up to go to Miami with me, signed up to go to Paris with me. Yes, you get to have fun and live your purpose and make good money and profit too. Mind-blowing, right? Three, I decided, I committed to it. Two years ago, Josh and I were in debt to the tune of about $100,000. We had paid $40,000 for our fertility. $40,000, and he's worth, Shay is worth every penny. We had the house I used to live in in Ohio that is worth so much less than we could sell it for. That was a $40,000 loss. Plus, we got a big tax bill. And so at that time, I thought I was going to have to pack up Purpose Girl. At that time, I was doing well. I was probably making $150 to $200 for the year. But I decided, I actually went away to Burning Man. I did something radical crazy, kind of like my retreats. I did something crazy and said, I've got to turn this thing around or I've got to give up. And then I decided and I invested in a coach. I invested real money in a coach who's doing such good in the world. She actually helps people to write their books. And she and I are friends. And so she took me on as a business coaching client because I had seen her do such good in the world, be such a wholehearted, spiritual human, a beautiful goddess of a woman, all pure heart and making a lot of money, doing good in the world. So I wanted to know, how do I do that? So I put good money toward her. I paid $10,000 that I did not have. I borrowed it from my parents. I borrowed the money because I decided, right? And that's a huge piece of it. Going to be a different strategy for you than it is for me. Although if you join Goddess on Fire, I'll teach you exactly the strategy. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll get the strategy, right? I do workshops and talks. I go out there, I let partners and potential partners and allies know that I can talk on different subjects, getting on different podcasts, telling people about the work that I do, having my newsletter so people can join and get to know me and get used to me. And then I put out offers that light me up and excite me and are exactly what I needed 10 years ago, right? I offer to you what I needed 10 years ago. (laughs) That's what I do. I wish someone had taken me to Paris. It's my favorite city and I could do like development work there. Oh my God. Or I could go to the Versace mansion and feel luxurious and transform and change my life and burn up all the things like, yes, sign me up. And I needed me as a coach. I still need me as a coach. So that's why I coach the way that I do. So it might look a little different for you than it looks for me, but the core factors are one that you have purpose driving you. Two, acknowledging, getting comfortable with money. What if you actually own that you want money? What if you want it for what seems like frivolous purposes? Someone just signed up for my Paris retreat and she was like, okay, but I can justify it because we're going to be learning and growing and not just like sipping champagne and having fun. Right? And I said, yeah, that is true. 
And what if you did this just so we could sip champagne together and have fun? Like, what if you just let this be a treat? She was like, that sounds so extravagant. But then she got a huge smile, right? Like her brain and her fear was telling her that's too extravagant. But her body was having so much fun just thinking about that all we would do is sit together and drink champagne. And what's that worth? That feeling of joy, that feeling is worth everything. Her purpose is self-love. That feeling of giving herself that kind of gift is what's going to make her a great self-love coach to other people. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's what we're talking about here. So how do you make money living your purpose? Again, number one, purpose. Knowing why you're here, being so committed, it's non-negotiable that you're going to live your purpose. Two, getting right with money. I've done a lot of work on writing a new story since that was my grandparents' story was that money was scarce. It's still in there. I've got to work on my money mindset all the time. Falling in love with money. Josh and I have actually had sex on a bed of money. Writing love letters to money. And the biggest now is seeing what good will happen in the world when women have more money. So that's a real driver for me right now. Three, there's this decision. And that might sound hokey or like, yeah, Karen, that worked for you. But how am I any different than you? I was in corporate. I was too afraid to follow this dream. I was procrastinating. I wasn't going for it fully. So I'm just like you. But when you make this decision and you get excited by the decision, you actually start getting bold. You start making your offers. You start telling people opportunities. You let yourself look silly or be embarrassed or feel ashamed. You let yourself be brave. You make it okay that you failed. You make it okay that it didn't work out the first time. You learn from it. You get back out there. You do it again. That's what making a decision really sounds like. You get bold. You work with people and surround yourself with people who have done it already. Right? So my current coach is a millionaire. Right? I want to be a millionaire. I'm going to own that now. And yes, inside of me, I'm going, oh my God, did you just tell them that? But it's true. I do. I do. I want to be a millionaire. Multi-millionaire. And so my current coach is. And so I work with her so that she can juice me up, so she can find my blocks, so that she can help me overcome them, so that she can help me rewrite that story. She can show me the way. So yeah, I invest a lot. I invest more in my coach than I do in our mortgage. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to write that as a post. Why I spend more on my coach than I do on my mortgage. But it's working. It's working. Because being in her energy and her presence is making a difference for me. I also am in a sisterhood, a mastermind with her. And being around other women who are also going for it at the same time, we message each other every day. We tell each other every time we do something good. Oh my God, I had a great call. Oh my God, a woman is coming to Miami with me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Another client just signed up. Oh my God. Or we lean in crying. Oh my God, it feels like nobody wants this program I'm offering. Oh my God, I feel like a failure. Oh my God, I'm having so much anxiety. And when we are celebrating with each other, we all jump on that and we're like, yeah, you're so awesome. You're the best. And when they do that for me, I feel so good. It just makes me want to go out and do more. And when each one of us is going through the crap, because over the last six months, we've all been through crap. We have all been through times when we felt like it was all failing. It wasn't working. And we were never going to reach our goals. I've had massive anxiety at times during the last six months. And when I lean into the sisters in this mastermind with that, they all surround me in love. 
They wrap their arms around me. They tell me I've got it. They remind me of who I am and what I'm capable for and what my bigger purpose is. They remind me of my worth. And they hold me accountable to go be that. It's so powerful. And so when I look at what I've done to get to the point where in June alone I sold $200,000, where in the first six months of the year I've already brought in more than I did all of last year. That's a big deal. Being surrounded by my coach, who is my role model of what's possible, because she does it with such integrity. She gives so much back in donations. Being around these other women who are going for it at the same time brings me so much juice, supports me in a way like I've never had. And doing everything that I love, everything that makes me happy from the inside out. Because when you are happy from the inside out, when you are living your purpose in joy and fun and pleasure, everybody wants it. They want that too. And people can feel your energy around it. So it's got to be something that you love or else why are we doing this? We may as well go back and work in a cube for someone else. And then I've been committed to it, right? I'm committed to my purpose. I go out of my way. I'm brave. I go for it. I show up fully on social media. I don't always want to. I was just telling a client this today. I don't always want to be dancing on social media. So I'll go on and I'll share my hard days or I'll juice myself up and I'll say, what do I need to get out of my own rut? Oh, I need some dancing. Maybe somebody out there needs to dance too and get out of their rut, right? We are the living examples. So a few specific strategies of how I made the money. Once I hired this coach, And I got clear about what was important to me. One of the things that was important to me is to actually work less hours because of Shay, right? I'm dedicated to finishing work every day by three o'clock so I can be with him. He's my date every afternoon. And so not working as many hours meant I can't work with as many individual clients. So then I did two things. One, increase my rates on my individual clients, which was scary as hell because I'm going, oh my God, then I won't get any clients. And it's like, no, 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 you will. You're going to get fewer, which is what you want. (laughs) You're only going to get clients that can afford a certain level. But it's my one-on-one time. Like it's spending 45 minutes like with me. Like that's worth something. I have my master's degree. I've been doing this. I've helped thousands of women, like owning my worth around that. And then two, doing more group programs and increasing the size of my entry group program right from where I had 15 women to this year, I had 34 women so that I can help more women at a lower rate and therefore help more people. Do you see how that works? If I have more women in my group programs, then it's working less hours, but increasing the impact and increasing or keeping the same revenue. To do that was scary. I had to get over money fears. I had to get over sales fears, all of that. And the old stories, right? That that's skeevy and all that. But again, I give away a lot for free. This podcast is totally free and you could get like everything that you ever needed just by listening to the podcast. So I'm committed to giving away for free. And though, if you want me like totally in your biz and you want to like, it's going to be you and me and we're going to be besties for a year, like then that's worth something and me owning and claiming and being okay with that, which is mindset work. It's heart set work. It's spirit work for me to really own that. That's scary, really scary. Because of course, I want to help every woman. And this is how I have figured out how to do so. And I give scholarships for my programs. And when someone tells me that they really need something, I figure out a way. Bigger payment plans without penalty, scholarships, different things. Doing sessions with my friends' kids for free. Like I have done the gamut and I do the gamut. And my business allows me to do that. 
I also had to start doing some big things that were scary and risk, like running the Women's Day event. Huge exposure, tons of women. But I did it for free, right? And then I did something super bold, which felt a little scary. No, a lot scary. I put everything I do together into one package for one woman who wanted to be with me for an entire year of one-on-one coaching every week, who wanted to be in the Goddess on Fire Mastermind, who wanted to go on all of my retreats, who wanted to do private retreats with me. I put everything that I could possibly do into one package for one woman to really rock out the world. It's called My Goddess of Goddesses. And it is $100,000. It's everything that I do. The person basically gets to move in. They get to talk with my team. They get to learn from them. We are launching her podcast for her. She's going to be a speaker at next year's Women's Day event. Like really, really, really wanting to support one woman at the highest level possible. And sister, I sold that package. There's an amazing woman. You're going to get to know her because she's going to be at my side for the next year. Amazing woman who stepped into being the goddess of goddesses. And She's going to be on fire. Oh, my goddess. The things that she's going to do in this world are incredible. She is here to shift leadership into the feminine, like feminine leadership, leading the world, leading companies, leading nonprofits in the feminine. But I had to be real bold. I had to get real right in my worth to go out and sell that package. And so I want you to know you can do both and you can stand in your worth and sell big ticket items and You can make products that are for everybody and you can give away for free. That's why I want more money in the hands of women. But if we let the old stories that it's not possible or we're not good enough or who do we think we are or it's arrogant or it's selfish to want money or any of that, if you let any of that run your life, run your purpose, then yeah, you're never going to make money at it. But sister, I need you making money because I believe in you that you making money is actually going to help change the world because I believe in you that you're going to use your money for good. So I actually need you to get out there and make more money. I actually need you to show other women that it's possible. That's revolutionary. So I have a three-part purpose model that the women on Goddess and Fire are going to really get familiar with. And that is that purpose, when fueled by pleasure and fun, makes you feel alive. And when you feel alive, you're going to magnetize people to you. When you feel juicy, people want what you have. Easiest sale in the world. Purpose magnetized, elevated by power, right? That's being brave. That's letting yourself be visible. That's standing in your worth. That's asking for earning and contribution for money for what you do. That's when you actually can have wealth. When you have the pleasure and the power with your purpose, Now you have confidence. It doesn't mean you have confidence every day. Heck no, I don't have confidence every day. I don't have pleasure every day or every minute of the day, right? Remember, I've got a one-year-old. Which, by the way, he's turning one in two days. I have so many feelings about that. That's a whole other podcast episode. But I want to model for him what's possible. I sure do. And it's not all about money. But I want him to know that he can do what he loves and earn for it. I mean, heck, if people pay to do yoga with goats, then someone's willing to pay you for whatever it is that you do, right? Think about that. People pay to go do yoga with goats. 
People pay to sit in a coffee shop with cats and cat litter all over them. Now, I'm allergic to cats, so I cannot possibly even imagine spending money on that. But people love it. They spend tons of money on that. If people will pay for these things, someone's going to pay you for what you love. It doesn't matter what it is. You love horses? Great. People love spending money on horses and riding lessons and all sorts of things. Whatever you love, people are willing to pay for that. Remember that. It's going to be you getting behind what you do, believing in yourself, being brave and getting yourself bold and visible. And sister, it's totally possible. Not only is it possible, but if you do these things that I'm telling you, it's probable. It's being on fire. I love it. So let's start talking about money. Let's claim we're going to be a whole bunch of goddesses on fire, making money and sharing our money, doing good in the world. Ah, I cannot, cannot, cannot wait. And as a reminder, I would love, love, love to have you in my Goddess on Fire program and get you on fire and earning great contribution for your contribution. Let me say that again, earning great contribution for your contribution. So if you want one of those final few spots or you're listening to this at some random time and you want to get on the wait list for the next one, email team at purposegirl.com and we will get you set up for a phone call to chat about it. Ah, cannot wait. All of that said, a couple of notes. One, again, go leave me a podcast review. It seriously helps me. So that would be helping me a great deal. Go do that now. Two, join the Purpose Girls Facebook group. If you have not, go get it. Three, share this podcast with every woman you know. We all deserve to make money. Make it a little party where you invite your friends and you all then start talking about how you're going to make more money and support each other in making more money. And that's how we change the world one woman at a time. And with that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. And may you be abundant and prosperous. Go get it. Love you. Bye for now.